So that's what she said with Danny podcast. We are back with another edition of the show. Danny Wexman, Alexa Dat, and this week on the program, we are super excited to have Todd Frazier. And some people know him as the Todd Father. Some people know him as Flavor Flage. This guy's got a bunch of different nicknames. He's been on several different teams in the past, you know, years of his career, and he's made an impact on every single one of those teams. Most recently, he was with the Mets. He is now a new member of the Texas Rangers with their beautiful new ballpark. So we're going to have him hop on and tell us the difference between Texas and playing in New York, New Jersey. That's going to be an interesting dynamic between the two of those teams and cities and atmospheres. And then also, what's it like getting to know a team and getting to know your new teammates while social distancing? When I think of Todd Frazier, I think of fun. I think of someone who's just been in the league for a while. He's a veteran, but really he's just a heart, a kid at heart. So I'm excited to talk to him about the sights and sounds that he's seen at this summer camp 2.0. I'm excited to hear about some of his new teammates. But like you said, Lex, I'm kind of interested to hear about his time with the Mets and the Yankees because it's rare that you have someone who's played on both teams. And he's from New Jersey. So he is um, through and through an East Coast kid. And now he's in the heart of Texas. So we're going to get to hear what that's been like, too. Has he bought any cowboy boots? You know, is he going line dancing anytime soon? How's the food down there? The queso, I'm sure, is on fire. So I'm just excited to kind of get to know Todd Frazier, the Texas version. Tom's River stand up. All right, let's go ahead and welcome Mr. Flava Flage to the podcast. Uh, Todd Frazier, <laughs> what's up, man? No, cow. I was bugging out. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> this is our oh, new God. normal, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. How's everything going? We're doing all right. Good. How are you doing? All right, just hanging in, hanging in. Pretty boring after you uh, leave the clubhouse. Just hanging in this lonely, lonely ass one bedroom apartment. It's nice. Oh, man. Do you have anything on the wall? Did you bring anything with you? <laughs> no, I'm just, it's like I'm nothing. I got cleaning supplies. <laughs> Those are the new essentials, right? All the cleaning supplies. That's it. I can't prepare it. But other than that, I'm just saying. So what's it like going to the ballpark now when you have to go get your temperature checked and have to go through all the protocols and you're figuring it all out? What's that like for you now? Yeah, it's different, um, but you, you kind of get used to it. Uh, for me, <clears throat> you get checked right when you come in. The security guy is waiting there with mask and gloves and all. He comes, gives you your temperature. You go park in your spot, put your mask on, then all of a sudden before you get into the clubhouse, you got to get checked again. And then you go about your business. You wait to hear back from the last test you took. It usually takes two days now. Uh, we've been great the last two two times. Nobody has contracted it. And you go by your business. You just got to make sure you wear your mask everywhere you go and uh, until you get out on in, into the stadium, out on the field. So that's pretty much it. I know sometimes when I'm wearing my mask, I'll accidentally like put my water bottle up to my face or like I'll be eating something <laughs> and be like, no, wait a second. I've got to reverse this. Do you find yourself or are you seeing any of your teammates trying to navigate that? And what are the conversations like when you guys have your masks on in the field and whatnot? That's pretty funny that you asked me that because it happened today. Uh, I, I have a tendency to blow on my hands to get them drier because they sweat a little bit. So I, I have my mask on and I'm, going, and I'm trying to blow and, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I forgot to have my mask on. So I, I usually blow on my hands and it just got hot smoke, hot, bad breath just going right back in your nose. So it was uh, oh. 
that that's the one thing you know I do spit a lot which is you know something that I have to tone down I've done great so far um but you know those times where I'm about to do it I'm like ah, I can't do it you never know it comes the last second I, I mean I've seen guys do it but it's hard it's very hard to do uh guys love to you know chew seeds chew gum but for me spitting is a big thing it's kind of helped because I, I'm really cognizant of about about it now yeah, Davey Martinez said the same thing. He said, I almost spit in my mask, and it kind of freaked him out because it's just so second nature. For yeah. you being on a new team, Todd, coming into the Rangers, what's it like getting to know your teammates now that you guys have to social distance? Yeah, it's different. So we have an extra stadium. So we built a new stadium. Now we have the other one on the other side of the road. So there's some guys over there. There's some guys in the home, some guys in the visiting clubhouse. Um, so you don't get to see all the guys each day. So it is. It's different until, you know, 1 o'clock when we have our games. Um, you know, a lot of trash talk. So it makes it for uh, some fun game situations. And But, yeah, you, you basically see pretty much 20 guys uh, for most of the time until you get back out there. So it's very different. But, you know, as we get closer to the season, I think things will start to change. Okay, so some new teammates and, like you said, new ballpark. And – I've seen a couple different opinions and, and viewings of the ballpark. So paint Alexa and I a picture of this brand new, um, you know, house of yours. Yes, yeah, state of the art. Um, it's really unbelievable. It's monstrous. That's, that's the only problem. The only problem I have with it is it's too big. You got to really crank one to get it out. Uh, people are going to understand that once they come to the ballpark eventually and when guys play there. You really have to hit it to get it out. Uh, the amenities are unbelievable. I mean, you, if if it was normal, um, you know, situations we have in the world today and we can just do whatever we wanted, I'd probably be there at 11 o'clock in the morning and probably wouldn't leave by 12. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, you know, you shouldn't have any complaints about your body hurting. I mean, just the, the little things about what usually happened during the season, of course. But you have all the amenities you need, and um, it's a really beautiful clubhouse. They did a great job. When people describe mansions, they say, oh, it's got this one cool thing or that one cool thing. What's the one state-of-the-art feature that it has that you're like, wow, I didn't even think that was possible at a clubhouse or at a facility like this? Um, I forget what it's called. It's this, like, red light infrared bed. I, I'm, I might even be saying it wrong. Like, you go in there for 15 minutes, and it's supposed to flush everything out, make your body feel good. And, uh, you know, that'll, I think that starts up next week on, on Monday. I'll probably be the first one to try it out, but they said it's pretty unbelievable. It's like going in a tanning bed basically, but it's, uh, it's supposed to be uh, something that refreshes your body. And, uh, you know, if they say it's good for you, I'm going to try it. I try out everything. I'm, I'm at the buffet line. I'm getting everything. So uh, <laughs> for me, I got to, I got to, with my body and at 34 baseball term being old, I'm, I got to be refreshed as much as possible. Please report back about what that's yeah. like. I think uh, I need to go in that too. Most, so, most definitely. Yeah. Everything is bigger in Texas. Like you said, you've got this ginormous stadium and we've also been seeing reports about crowd noises. So obviously a bigger stadium, you have more space to fill with sounds. And I was able to go to Arlington and I, I was there for a high school baseball game and it was quiet. Um, we had a little bit of chatter. So what, where do you stand on adding and piping in crowd noise to kind of facilitate with the game? Yeah, we, we actually, today was the first day I think we had the fake crowd noise. So you, it was, it was unique. It's different because, you know, usually we had music playing during the whole games, but today 
we had fake crowd noise and they would cheer loudly, like probably in the wrong appropriate time, not appropriate times. Like when somebody, you know, they just made an out and all of a sudden the crowd was actually cheering loud, but it is, it makes for, it makes for good noise, but um, you know, I, I guess you got to keep it steady. I, I would say for throughout the whole thing, because you can't just have the crowd going nuts when a guy's, you know, after a pitch or whatever it is. So um, I think the focus is – or the the smart people can figure something out to, to do something better. I think there's going to be a couple of different times where we're going to have different uh, trial runs that we're going to have. So we'll, we'll figure it out. You've been in this game long enough that you have a good idea of this in terms of how the fans actually do impact the game. I mean, from going out there and having them scream your name to – having them impact, you know, the, the stadium and the field in a big moment to opposing fans and having that energy too. How much of that actually does affect what you guys do on the field? Yeah, I mean, for example, I, the, the home run I hit off Sean Doolittle last year uh, to tie the game and uh, how exciting we were like 15-2 and two, and it was a big, we're down 6 nothing. we made a huge comeback and you know, the crowd was so electric. That that stuff I'll miss. Uh, another one is the smack talking from a fan down down the line or on the on-deck circle. And, uh, you know, just talking to a young kid, you know, who's there for the first time, uh, you know, try and get him excited about baseball. Stuff like that um, goes a long way, gets you kind of fired up to play the game and want to play uh, that much more. I wonder if they didn't, if, if they wouldn't ask people to like submit some smack talk or submit like their home run cheer, letting fans kind of like have the opportunity to be piped in. You know, they're going to have the cardboard cutouts, but if fans were able to, because you say that they're cheering at the wrong time, but that's just the opposing team's fans, right? Cheering for their guys. That's what's happening. So yeah. I wonder. You could pretty much do anything, to be honest with you, because. I, I said it before the year. You make up any rule you really want to do. It's your park. I mean, we have to put the runner on at second base in extra innings. Um, I think that's pretty cool. We have all these different things. It's a year you could basically do whatever you wanted, good, bad, or indifferent. And you just have to go back to the norm next year. So why not try anything, really? Like, you'll be watching. And all of a sudden, the guy, like, takes a ball. And all we hear is sound like me. I'm on the index circle. And if you hear, like, that fan saying, oh, you stink, Frazier. And people are like, oh, man, are there people there? And, you know, you could get something. And you're looking. Something, something silly. Love that. Uh, when you look at this season, what do you think for you is the biggest challenge for a 60-game season? You and, and the team and the Rangers as a whole. Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, you know, they talk about – you know, we have, you have to be hot right away. And I, I think that could be a challenge for some hitters and a challenge, you know, that is accepted by a lot of guys. I think if you get off to a slow start, um, you guys better be winning. Um, and if you get off to a hot start, that means, you know, hopefully you are winning. So I think that's the biggest challenge and not worrying about individual, um, you know, uh, stats and worrying about winning. And I, I think that's going to be hard for some, but I think uh, guys that played for a long time are, are going to understand. Don't worry about those 0 for 4 days. We're trying to win and, and get into the playoffs. So being uh, that team guy is going to be pretty tough. Todd, what do you say to people who are like, this season has an asterisk and it's easier or the championship doesn't mean as much? I would completely argue that point, but from your <laughs> perspective, what do you think? I think it's I think it's harder to be honest with you. Um, you didn't know when the season was going to start. You pretty much were at home doing the, you know all the things that you 
want or little things you were supposed to do. You weren't doing the whole, you know, entourage that you wanted to do. But for me, I think it's harder. You're playing 60 games. You don't get that many off days. Um, there's a little more rules and stipulations and you get pretty much three weeks to get prepared. And, you know, I think, if, you know, at the end of the day, if you win it, you know, kudos to you. And I think you deserve it. I, I, I hope, I hope it's me. I, I want to be the MVP. I want to be, you know, I want to be a silver slugger. I'm going to count. I would count everything. It, it, you know, all of a sudden there's a 400 hitter. There's a guy that, you know, pitcher under one ERA. I think those are going to be all fascinating stats. And I think it's going to be well-deserved no matter how you put it. And that's the best thing about this. It's going to be a 60-game sprint, and everyone's in it from day one. That's not always the case when we watch, you know, baseball in, in late July and in August. Yeah. So the fact that everyone's in it and everyone gets their shot is pretty cool. But you mentioned winning it all. So let's say the Rangers win it all. How yeah. do you guys celebrate winning the World Series? <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny that you said it. I, I brought that up yesterday, too. We are just <laughs> talking, like, are we going to – we're going to, you know, we do we jump up and down like six feet apart? Like, it's going to be the most awkward scene ever. I, you know, when we get, if we get champagne, if we do, you stay on your locker, do you just dump it on yourself and say, yo, look at me, you know, what, what are you supposed to do? So, um, you're not allowed to handshake. You're not allowed to be close to anybody. You know, I, I just think you're in a mosh pit, but you have to stay six feet away. So you're just jumping up and down, you know. I, I don't know what else you do. I mean, you, you, that's a great question. And you and your teammates, like you said, so you're trying to get to know them and you're being um, cautious of the six feet and whatnot. Is there someone who you have maybe clung to a little bit more, so to speak, clung to now that you've met some new teammates and had a chance to get a little bit acclimated? Yeah, I, I think pretty much where you're at in your locker right now, those two guys that are to the right and left of you, is pretty much your, your, you your uh, take there, yeah. So I got Shinsu Chu, who I've known for a long time now playing with the Reds. And then I got Ruggie Odora next to me. So I got, you know, two polarizing figures, two two clowns and two guys that are just, you know, as professional as, as you can be. So those two guys, you know, I really clung to Joey Gallo. We had a good time in the first spring training. I mean, pretty much everybody. And, uh, but those two guys, we have some, some laughs over in our little corner in our section, <laughs> of course, distance away. But yeah, we, we have a good time. How much did you get to experience Texas before we were all, you know, quarantined at home? Not much at all. I came out here yeah. to look for a place uh, with my father. And, um, you know, that was pretty much it. I got to know the town a little bit just from driving around. But, you know, my, my you know, path to the ballpark is taking the same road every day. And um, that's pretty much it. So, uh, for me, not much. But. You know, I get to drive by the Cowboy Stadium. I think that's pretty sweet to look at. And then we go to ours, which is pretty sweet as well. It's like a spaceship, man, AT&T. That thing is so bizarre to me. I love it, and I've been <laughs> inside, and it's huge. But the outside of it literally looks like somebody, you know, drove here from another planet. It's wild. Yes, it is. If I was a fly on the wall or a fly in a seat, a human-sized fly, of course, if I was yeah. there and, you know, we're not getting an insight into everything you're doing or saying – just give me a little insight that no one else gets to see, that only you, the guys, get to see. Some things that people aren't seeing is how, how much our clubhouse staff and our medical staff are really working their tails off. Uh, mm -hmm. These guys, you know, they're not getting extra pay. They're just they're there because, you know, they care and they, they want us to win. So the, the, what they're doing, they're up at wee hours of the nights trying to figure out what, you know, testing, mm -hmm. um, 
our clubhouse guy, Brandon Boyd, is unbelievable. He's like, any, you know, Todd, let me talk to you about this. You know, he comes to me for help, which is pretty unique. You know, we just put up a mirror in the corner of a path where guys can, you know, bump heads. Because there's going to be different different things in a new stadium where it's like, all right, well, what do you think's needed? What do you think we can get rid of? And, you know, little stuff. We had to put a mirror in the corner. And he's like, man, good call. And, like, just stuff like that. You know, these guys go above and beyond. And they're cleaning every five minutes, uh, anything you were at. Um, and they're not used to that. And it's something that, you know, they, they deserve to get, you know, extra whatever somebody wants to give them. And uh, we're going to, you know, make sure that they're taken care of for sure. That's a great answer. That is above okay. and beyond what I was hoping. For. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Thanks. Love that. All right, Todd, time for our rapid fire. So we ask you right. a bunch of questions and you just spit out the first thing that comes to mind. All right, here we go. First up, have you ever met Flava Flav? I have not. My sister-in-law has, though, and took a picture. And he sent me a video, um, which was pretty unique. It was cool. He, uh, he even said Flavor, he, he said Flavor Frage on there, too. Man. He said, good luck in baseball. She kind of told him. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, excellent. Okay, um, you might have mentioned this, but what's been the biggest adjustment so far for you in summer camp? Uh, biggest adjustment for me? Uh, time, time. I mean, our schedule is different every day. If you're not playing in the game, you got to figure out what time you really need to be there and separate time from, you know, getting your testing done and monitoring this and that. So I think the time and the schedule has been pretty, pretty tough, but we figured it out. Have you done the nasal swab yet for the coronavirus test? No, I, I haven't, nor, nor do I want to. I've heard some nasty, nasty stories about that. It's tough. Because I, I, at home, I, I know a lot of doctors and a lot of people that have to give the test out. They've heard about people just sneezing on them on accident, uh, just coughing left and right. And, you know, they're covered, of course. But, you know, I, I just, oh, man, I feel, I feel bad for a lot of those people. Well, it touches your brain, Todd. So just remember that. Yeah. Well, I need all, I need all my brain cells. That's so <laughs> that's scary. Okay, so you and your dad went and looked for a place for you, but what will be your next biggest Texas purchase? Texas purchase. Oh, uh, Texas purchase, probably. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind, you ask, is a steak. I I think I haven't had one yet here. They they're known for good steak, so you know you can't go in and eat it. So it's like, all right, did I really eat it? Is it really taste that good? Because you're gonna have to bring it home. So for me, uh, I got to get a big steak um, and make sure I run home quick so I can eat it, you know, decent hotness. So, Todd, I saw you when you played with the Mets, and we're seeing you and a Cespedes come back from multiple injuries. What's one thing, having played with Cespedes, that you could add to his Wikipedia page that not many people know? Oh man. Um, well, the one thing, first thing that comes to my mind, he rides his bike like miles. Like he rode it, he rode this, this, um, uh, you know, like this, what do you call it? Tour de France bike. Uh, from, it's like 14 miles one day to the ballpark for spring training at seven in the morning. I'm like, dude, what time did you leave your house? So he's, he's a bicyclist that I guess not many people know about. Maybe he stopped doing it, but I remember him coming in dressed to the T looking like he would just, you know, he was in the tour de France. So he's uh he's a, he's a special dude. I love him to death. I only know him as riding horses. So I was going to say, yeah, he's a man of all trades. Man <laughs> of all, trades. all right, Todd, we're going to start bench cut the New Jersey transit, the Jersey shore. <laughs> and, and what was the last one? Pork rolls. Oh my God. Start bench and cut. We're going to cut the New Jersey transit. Um, 
I don't use that that much, so I, I'm going to cut him. Start and bench. I'm going to – oh, man. So, the pork roll. What was the other one? The Jersey Shore? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to start the pork roll because it's some of my – it's one of my favorite things to eat. I found it in Texas here, which is awesome. It's a little pricey here, but, you know, it's worth <laughs> it. And I'm going to have to sit the Jersey Shore, but Jersey Shore is going to be off the bench, you know, really quick. <laughs> Real fast. So I saw you tweet out that you found a pork roll there. Be honest. Be honest. How does it compare to one in Jersey? It's, you know what, that's funny you say that because I had it this morning and it's a little different. It's a little bit. It's the same thing. I don't know if it's the water out here. I don't know what it is, but it tastes really good, but it doesn't have that, that, you know, that bam, that it factor when you're at home, I guess. Maybe it's something to do with the air out here. I don't know what it is, but it is. It's, it tastes still, still tastes really good. You know he's from Jersey Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. We know that you have a lot of dance moves in your repertoire, and oh. you have several mm. kids. So if you – we've seen this on TikTok recently, where dads have just been absolutely embarrassing their children on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, okay. I want you to give us one move that you think would embarrass your kids on TikTok. Oh, see – my kids aren't embarrassed yet. They're they're still young. So, um, how about when they get older? So I I saw that one that song going that whatever that song is. I I you know I've tried it with my niece actually, and uh, I thought I did pretty good at it. But you know they I I don't have TikTok, um, but I do watch some of the videos on there, and there's some pretty cool dancing. But I yeah I would go with that one, and then you know wiggle your hips a little bit. So. There you We're go. Fan. We're a big okay. fan, Todd. Yes, okay. thanks. If you could open a bodega in Texas, yeah. might know the answer to this question now. If you could open a bodega in Texas, what would be in your bodega that people would be like, I got to go to Todd's bodega? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it has to be Jersey themed. So I, I would have, you know, some some sort of Frank, Frank Sinatra stuff in there. I would... Um, Oh man, what else? I'd have some shells from the Jersey Shore. I would have, uh, you know, pork roll would be in there. I, I, I'd have to bring pizza in there too because um, you know we're known for pizza as well. Thin crust, of course. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I, I'd have to think about that a little more, but I, I more it would be all Jersey themed for sure. Lex and I are coming in. You sold us. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Go. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Todd, if um if they gave you the option of picking a cardboard cutout to sit in the stands, because you know a couple of teams are doing this, yeah. you can't pick anyone that you know from your family or friends. It's got to be a celebrity that you have never met before. Who would you pick to be a cardboard cutout? Oh man, I would go with Big Bird. I don't know why I just said that. And for some reason, the first I thought this would, it would be a fun one just to put Big Bird up there and uh, you know have him chill out up there. I think that'd be pretty unique. Why not? <laughs> well. But, but why? <laughs> I don't know. Big Bird's a celebrity. I mean, it's, I've watched Big Bird for years when I was younger. So, you know, it's, it's different. You know, just mixing, uh, you know, Big Bird in there. Why not? In between two or three people. I think that'd be pretty unique. <laughs> We're going to look out for that. Watch out for Big Bird. <laughs> you never know. Okay, so you played for the Mets and the Yankees, and there are not that many of you that have done that in your career. So we're going to ask you to say one nice thing about Mets fans and one nice thing about Yankees fans. <laughs> I didn't know you guys were going to put me on the spot here. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, one nice thing about Yankees and Mets fans. Yeah. 
oh god this is crazy um now one nice thing about uh yankees fans um um they you know they they respect you they do honestly they they really do respect you they want to win um it's that what have you done for me lately mentality you know and that's how it was in high school with my you know my coach ken frank great guy but you know you did great yesterday but you know i respect what you did but how are you going to do today and i respect that i think that's pretty unique uh, mets fans uh one good thing about mets fans um you know they're they're diehard mets fans i i, I don't know it's uh it's a tough question they want to win bad I, and um you know there's no uh, two ways about it so uh you know, they're not afraid to yell at you and tell you how they feel. So I, I guess that if that's a good thing, I don't know. I, it's a great – it's a question that you might have to ask me when I'm done playing, I guess. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing a fan's ever asked you to sign or given to you? Oh, man. Um, I've signed a $100 bill before. I uh, – yeah, that was weird. A uh, shoe. I've signed a shoe. Um yeah, there's probably been a couple more, but I, I can't really think about it right now. But I said the hundred dollar bill was pretty weird because I, I did don't you know, ask him gonna... if he was gonna yeah spend it? Did you yeah. what did you are say you, to him? You... Yeah, he said no, this is for me, and I'm like, well, hopefully when oh, you don't have any tough times because I that 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 autograph's going out the window. <laughs> it's just you know, nice to just have a hundred dollars to be able to use for an autograph, man. I mean, yeah, I I hope he had a lot of money. Tough. If you're listening, call me, please. Give me a call. <laughs> All okay. right. How about the teammate in your new clubhouse that you think is the best line dancer? The best line dancer. Now we're talking uh, from Texas, like country line dancing. Yeah. Oh boy, we have a lot of good Spanish guys that can dance, but uh, line dancing, I would say. I'm going to go with um, Kyle Gibson. He's, you know, he's, he's got the little hillbilly in him and uh, he likes, you know, he likes his music like that. I, I believe I haven't seen him dance yet, but I, I believe he's, he's got some undercover um, dance moves that way. Yeah. Line dancing. Okay. So we'll follow up. Who would be, yes. who would be most likely to be a country superstar um, musically? Country musically. Oh boy. See, I'm still trying to get to know my teammates here, but um, you're doing a great job. I uh, know. I would say, uh, I would say, I would go with Nick Solak. He's undercover shy guy, but uh, I got to know him a little bit more, and um, I, I feel like, you know, he's got some pipes in there that can, you know, really, you know, bring the house down. So I would go with Nick, young Nick. Awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. Have you adopted saying y'all or saying any sort of phrases from the South yet? Look no, that, that won't, that won't happen. <laughs> it won't? You will never I, hear I, top Razor say y'all. No, no. I, the only time I say that is when somebody says it, I say, I say, y'all, what the, I said, that's not even a word. I, I don't, I don't believe it. it might even be in a dictionary, but I don't, I don't believe in it. I, I'm just, I'm sorry. That's something that you'll never, ever hear come out of my mouth. Can I try to say it one more time? <laughs> Y'all, I don't. I don't know. He doesn't even say it right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It just sounds terrible. Uh, it's it's you all if you want to say it. There we go. You and Mike Trout grew up in the same area, at least an hour or so apart. Yeah. If you could hang out with Trout for a day, you guys have an off day together. What are you guys doing? What's on the agenda? 
Um, great question. We're going to have, a, first of all, we're going to hit up a diner in, a, in probably eight o'clock, hit up a nice diner, get some, um, get some eggs, pork roll, uh, sausage. I mean, whatever you can think of, cause he can, he can eat. I know Mike, me and Mike are really close. He can eat. Um, then we're going to go play golf. We're going to play 18 holes, you know, uh, at a really expensive golf course on him, of course. Who's a better uh, golfer? Uh, he's, he's, he's better golfer for sure. I'll give him that. I, um, he, yeah, he's he's just better at everything. He's probably a better eater than me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, he took. He, <laughs> there's some wild stories about Mike that are pretty funny that you know not a lot of people know. He's 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 so he's so down to earth. He loved this this guy can eat buffalo wings like nobody's business. Um, so we're gonna have to get wings after we're done eating, and then um, you know. We're, we're big family guys and, you know, probably hang out and, um, you know, go to his new uh, pad. Uh, that's, uh, I think it's almost done. He's got a mansion that's going to – it's beautiful. So uh, we'll go to his house and uh, hang out and, uh, you know, maybe play beer pong later and have a good time. I mean, I'm a big beer pong guy. I love playing beer pong, so we'll do that. So, wait, is Trout yeah. one of those guys that can put the whole bone in his mouth yeah. and just pull um, it out clean? Not the, not, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't really – I'm not really looking to see how a person eats, but I've seen the – I've seen how people do that now. Um, you know, I, I, it's pretty – I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's, it's like the, the cherry thing. You put the cherry in and you can, you know, make it – you know, make a knot with your tongue. I, that's just – you know, if you could do it, that's great. But I don't want the whole – meat in my mouth I just want increments of it you know what I mean that's just my perception and what I feel Todd we end every podcast with asking our guests to tell us an embarrassing story you are full of stories oh, so I know you got something and I know right. you don't feel embarrassed often <laughs> guys say that all the time all right I got a, I, I got you. a good one I okay, got, okay. I got, this is like this is like the most embarrassing baseball story in my young career so oh I can't believe I'm even I'm even saying this to be, I've, I've said it one time already and nobody really talked about it, but I was, um, it was a 10 year old all-star tournament and uh, <laughs> this is crazy. So, so just picture our uniforms are all black. It's great. Thank God for the sake of for the story. So we're, we're up big. Uh, it's the last game of our whole all-star season. Uh, our best pitcher, Scotty Fisher's getting hit hard Bases loaded, and you know I have to go to the bathroom like really bad. <laughs> I tell you right now, I didn't want to pitch, and I I couldn't hold in. I didn't know what to do. I was ten years old, and it just came out. It just came out like like the water flowing from a can, like from you know waterfall. It was terrible. And the coach goes, "All right, Todd, you got to come in and pitch." So I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing." So thank God I had the elastic was really tight around my ankle. So I'm telling you, this I, it was an explosion. It was the worst thing ever. I took one warm up pitch. The guy hit a, hit a walk off triple. Thank God I ran to the porter potty. And my dad's laughing at me, and the rest was history. Then it was the most embarrassed I've ever been. And they're like, "I don't even know why I play baseball anymore after that." That was the worst everything that could ever happen so we lost the game of course every kid's crying and I'm just so glad sweating my sweating my you know whole body off about what just happened it was terrible so hopefully that tops off all your embarrassing stories you talked about everybody 
<laughs> That's pretty amazing. First of all, you're lucky that your uniform was dark. And yes. two, the fact that all the rest of the kids were crying and you were just like, I got to get no. out of here is amazing. Terrible. The, the umpire, like, he was like, God, he, like, I remember the umpire, like, got close and he walked away. I knew he knew. It was just, it was just, it was, it was bad. Oh, so basically, I, I, it was it was just god awful. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Oh, that is well, Emmy award winning, honestly. Yes. So, well, now now you know. Todd, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today and sharing uh, that story and um, the fact that you are getting pumped for the season. We are excited to watch you and excited to see how this season unfolds. So stay safe yeah. and good luck. But thank you so much for coming on. All right, guys. Nice talk. Dude, thanks so much. We appreciate you. Ah, uh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs>